to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of The Last Gen Podcast. You're probably wondering, Alex, when did your voice get so girly and soft-spoken, elegant, beautiful? Well, guys, I'm not Alex, but I am Lilia Petty, and I am beyond grateful to record another episode on the last gen like this podcast is so awesome like yeah whatever alex kills it whatever but you guys seeing your fire for god is so inspiring because if there's one thing i've learned about gen z it's that y'all don't like fake like if it's not authentic you're not a part of it but you guys have noticed that there is a real move of god taking place in this earth and you want to be part of it you want to be a part of this great revival and so i encourage you even as you're listening to this podcast every week, but also as you're pressing into prayer, as you're pressing into God's word, as you press into listening to preaching and teaching of the word of God, it is doing so much more than you could ever even imagine. And the Lord notices and the Lord blesses those who diligently seek him. So stay on fire for God. Keep pressing in. Because if you think about it, you are going to be the next leaders in the world. You can be world changers even at your young age so keep pressing in stay on fire for god anyways that's not even what i'm talking about today what i am talking about is what to do when others don't understand your faith what do you do when others don't understand your faith because notice how i don't say if others don't understand your faith i say when because there for everyone there's going to be some point when somebody is going to disagree with what you say, like, like that's inevitable. It's going to happen. And honestly, having people, um, disagree with you, it, it, it sounds weird to say it's a good thing, but honestly, it's a good thing because it means that you're not a quiet Christian. It means that you're not censoring the gospel, but you're preaching the unadulterated gospel. You're telling people about Jesus without being ashamed, without being scared that you're going to offend somebody. So you might find some opposition. Persecution is normal. The godly in Christ will suffer persecution. And so if it's going to happen, we need to know how to handle it because there is a right way to handle it and there is a very wrong way to handle it. So we're going to talk about that today because... The Bible says my people perish for a lack of knowing. So we're, we're going to know. We're going to know how to handle this. Um, so more specifically than what to do when others don't understand, um, being more specific, what do you do when your friends and your family don't understand what you're talking or uh, not don't not don't understand what you're talking about, but they don't understand your faith? What do you do when your family and friends don't understand your faith? Because, you know, strangers, who cares? Like, they didn't know you before. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, who who, who cares? But when it's your family and friends, I understand that, that that can hit home sometimes. Because they're the people who have the most say in your life. They're the people who usually have always... I mean, if it's your family, they all obviously have always known you. But, like, friends who 
it feels like they've been lifelong friends and all of a sudden they disagree with everything. They don't like that you're serving Jesus. They always want to put in their two cents. What do you do? What do you do? We're going to be talking about that today. But as we talk about family and friends, we have to separate those topics because you handle those very differently. You don't handle family the same as you do with your friends. So first, let's talk about family. So open up your Bibles to Exodus 20, verse 12. And I am sure that you guys have heard this verse before. Like you didn't do your chores and they have whipped this verse out like any opportunity possible. You probably have it memorized even more than Jeremiah 29, 11. But so Exodus chapter 20, verse 12 says, Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord is giving you. So right off the bat, we need to keep that as a principle that we're not going to dishonor our parents, right? Like it can, it can feel so easy just to argue and just to like throw names and, and just to disagree, but we have to stay in a place of honoring our mother and our father because not only is it the moral, like right thing to do, but it's a biblical command. So if you, if you dishonor your mother and your father, you're dishonoring God in a way, but also, so we're going to keep that in the back of our head, honor your mother and father, but also I'm going to read to you Acts 5 verse 29. Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. So it seems like these, like these verses are contradicting themselves when your parents are telling you to disobey God, but God is calling you to a certain direction. Because I, I, and I'm not saying this directly about me or about somebody else, but I have experienced this where you feel the Lord calling you to go in a certain direction and you don't have your parents' approval. You receive Jesus Christ as, as your Lord and as your Savior, and they're confused because they thought that, like, like, what do you mean? We've always been going to church. This is a normal thing that parents say, and, and I'm not bashing anybody's parents. Not at all. Not at all, because I honor them, not just because I have to, but because I want to. Because parents are awesome, and they honestly, honestly, guys, let's be real. Parents just care about their kids. In the end, they just care. They want the best for us. And I say us. I'm only 19. I, I would count that as a kid. But they want the best for us. And so we have to honor them. So I'm going to read you a story because Jesus kind of experienced this too. And we got to be like Jesus, y'all. We got to be like Jesus. Um, so flip open your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. I'm trying to decide if I want to read this whole story. Um, I think I will. Okay, so it's Luke 2, starting in verse 41. Um, what had happened was Jesus' parents basically lost him. And when they found him, they were like, what are you doing? And he responded in obedience to the Lord, but honored them at the same time. And so we're going to read that. It says, and, and forgive me if my, my throat is so dry and I have not, an bit of, not a bit of water um, with me. And I am recording this podcast episode in my car. So this story might be a bit of a, I might have to really press in for this one. Okay. So, uh, it's starting in verse 41. It says, now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, he is in Jesus, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, 
As they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it. But supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. So pause right there. That shows the love of a parent that... You know, in the moment, they're so concerned with their son. They're like, oh my gosh, we thought we lost him. And, and, and yeah, we can see the side of like, oh, they're trying to take him out of church. But really, they had a heart for him. So I want you to understand that. That as a kid, it can feel so much like like it's just fighting with them. But truly, they love you and you love them and all of you love the Lord. And so it says... And he said to them, why were you looking at me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them, honoring them, and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. So we can see how Jesus stood firm to, to God. And he's, he was like, he said, uh, where was it? Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? He didn't say, oh, you're so right. I'll never go to church again. He didn't disobey God. He stood strong in the Lord, but he still was submissive to them. And it says that his mother treasured up all these things in his heart. So we have to be like that. When when we find opposition with family, we can't instantly just cut them off. I mean, most of the time, speaking like like in terms of the age group I'm mainly speaking to, Most of us live with our parents. And so when we live under their roof, we have to honor them. We have to respect them because they're, I mean, literally they're the one paying for us, but it's a biblical principle. And if you honor your mother and father, I'm telling you this, and I'm not just saying this to be optimistic. I truly mean it. Honor your father and mother and pray to the Lord about this. And it will shock you what can happen in just a year. Like, a family fully just like, like, okay, let me explain this better. Even if you're the only one saved in your family and you feel like everybody else is just judging you and, and in opposition to you and always like commenting on your life always has something to say and you're trying to honor them. I encourage you that you are the example. You are the one that everyone's watching. And as they see a difference in you, they will question, what is this fire inside of this kid? I want this. And next thing you know, your whole family is serving the Lord. And I, like, it blows my mind. Like, like not just my family, but the, like other people's families around me who a year ago, it looked completely different. But now everyone is so hungry for God. And so I encourage you that if you do feel like, you find persecution in your family. Find that there's a fine line between honoring your mother and your father and obeying God. And you have to find it. You have to do both. Because I'm saying I'm telling you, it will be so blessed. And never let a moment of opposition be the final say. 
Like don't like one time when they disagree with you and they say something against the word of God and it starts like if it starts an argument, don't be like, oh, they're never going to be saved. Keep on praying. Keep on fasting. Believe for their soul to be saved. And so that doesn't always exactly um, or how do I word this? We should honor our family and stick with them. Stay close to them. Hang out with them more if even. We want to stay around our families because the love of Jesus will rub off on them. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it will rub off on them. But friends is a bit of a different converse, uh, a bit of a different, like, how do I say it? Procedure. We handle situations with friends a little bit differently because friends really like to oppose you. They really like to put in their two cents like, oh, you're going to go read your Bible. Like, like, like they want to make like people pick jokes and friends are quick to do it. Now, friends, we don't have to honor them (laughs) like, oh, well, that sounds wrong. We should honor our friends. But what does the Bible say about friends? Let's open up the Bible. So As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. That means that as we're around good people, we become better. But 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33 also says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So if you're, you know, those people who are always making fun of you for reading your Bible, who are always, always has something to say about church, always has something to say about Jesus. Even if they're people who are just like, I don't understand why you can't drink. I don't understand why you don't cuss anymore. And they're trying to bring you back into that old life. When you find that opposition, you have, when it comes to friends, it's, you can't just sugarcoat it. You spread the gospel to them, but if they don't receive it, what does the Bible say? Let's see. The Bible says, and who, this is Matthew 10, verse 14. And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. That means that if you're around people, because I hear this all the time and it's something I used to believe, I would stick around people who are horrible for me, who constantly just bash the gospel right in front of my face. And it made me so mad. But the reason why I stayed around them was because I had that idea. If I stay around them, I will be the one to save them. But really, it was them pulling me back, not me leading them. And it, uh, there's nothing new under the sun. It happens again. So how do we avoid that situation? When there's people in your life who are constantly just opposed to God and who are just saying things that are pulling you back, you have to leave and shake the dust off your feet. Don't like, don't let any of their words stick on you. Shake it off. Shake off all that dirt that they try to put on you. But you have to leave. When there's friends who are not those iron sharpening iron friends, they're not growing you closer to the Lord. I'm not saying that you have to get in a big old fight and stop being friends with them, but I'm saying stop hanging out with them. Stop making plans, even if they're a lifelong friend. And it sounds wrong, but I'm, I'm telling you, they will lead you back, not you leading them forward. And I, and I pray that you lead them to the Lord. I pray and don't stop spreading the gospel to them. Keep pressing in. Keep believing for their soul. Keep praying and fasting that their hearts would be softened and they would receive the gospel. But never 
Do never save someone at the sake of your own soul. Never let yourself be misled and have that bad company corrupt, corrupt your good character just because you want to see somebody in heaven. Because in the end, we're all running our own race. And you have to make sure that you finish this race strong, knowing beyond the shadow of a doubt that you're going to heaven. And so if there's people around you who are not leading you closer to the Lord, you can lead them from a distance, but stop hanging out with them every day because it's just going to pull you away from God. And I know it's a harsh thing to say. I know. But I'm telling you, and it's one thing if I were to tell you from just opinion, but I tell you from experience that when you separate from those people, it is the most relieving thing ever. You can run with momentum because the Lord sees that you're for real about this, that you're not joking about this, that this isn't some like, like new trend that you're doing, but this is something that you are committed to. And this is something that we are committed to. As the last gen, this is what you guys are committed to. We're committed to seeing heaven um, made crowded. We're committed to seeing souls saved. We're committed to seeing hell shaken. And we're not going to let bad company keep us from that. We're not going to let bad company get in the way of our purpose. So when it comes to opposition from our family... We are going to honor them. We are going to respect them. We're not going to be rude to them. We're going to, in in both of these situations, we will not disobey God. We will hold on to his word in everything we do. But with our family, we have to honor them. We have to honor them. But with our friends, when when they're trying to pull you back, I'm telling you, stop hanging out with them. Stop hanging out with them. And... You might say, I can't imagine life without them. If you make that sacrifice to God, do you understand how much you'll get back in return? He will notice that you are making a sacrifice for him. If it's a friend from elementary school and you're saying, I don't want to hang out with somebody who doesn't bring me closer to the Lord anymore. He's going to bring more people in your path to be those iron sharpens irons friends. To be those friends that bring you closer to him. Because the Lord knows what you need before you even have to ask him. And he exceeds our expectations. So, I know that this was a short episode. Because I have a ton of stories. But honestly, I think that sometimes you just need the bones of what what needs to happen. You just need the basic instructions. Honor your mother and your father. Honor your family. And with friends, only stick around those people who are bringing you closer to the Lord. Can I encourage you that, like, I used to, before I got saved, it was my goal to have as many friends as possible. I wanted to be the one that was known by everyone. I wanted to be the one that was, like, everyone found as the funny one. I wanted everyone to know my name. I wanted to always have like five people asking me to hang out. That was just my goal. But ever since I I met Jesus and I've been walking with him, growing closer to him, I've suddenly realized, first of all, that I'm not dependent on man's opinion. I'm not dependent. I don't need man's opinion. I don't need man's praise. I don't need it at all. I just need fellowship with the Lord. But when I hang out with people, 
if you're around me, you know that I only tell about three people anything. Like, other people won't know anything that's happening in my life because I only tell what's happening in my life to those three people. Because I've understood this, that bad company corrupts good character. So if I'm telling all, like, a bunch of people about what I'm doing with my life and I get all those opinions, it's just gonna jumble up my mind. I only hang around those iron-sharpening iron friends. And it'll change your life. So I encourage you. And I'm going to pray for you because I understand that as youth, it's something that a lot of you guys experience. And I wouldn't, and I never want that to be the reason that you aren't on fire for God. So we're going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for everyone who has taken their time to listen to this episode, who has taken time, Lord, to hear your word, who is hungry to grow not only closer to you, Lord, but to grow in order to spread the gospel more. And I just declare, Lord, that we will not shrink back. We will not censor the gospel, but we'll preach the unadulterated gospel. Lord, give us strength to honor our mother and our father. Lord, give us the words to say that are honoring them while obeying you. Lord, give us the discernment to know which friends should stay and which friends should go, which friends are growing us closer to you and which friends are not. And I pray that you would give us boldness in all that we do. And Lord, I pray for everybody who's listening to this podcast, Lord, that you would you would put a fresh new boldness in them to see their family and friends saved by the gospel, to see them shaken by the blood of Jesus. And I thank you for it, Lord, that you are doing it now. I thank you, Lord, that you are doing it now. There is no one like you. You are the almighty God, and I give you glory. I give you honor, and I give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So I encourage you, if you have to listen to this again, listen to it again, but implement this into your life. Use it and never, never dishonor your parents and never stick around those people that will pull you away from the Lord. Amen and amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day, night, week, whenever you're listening to this. I love you and I know that Alex loves you and I know that Jesus loves you. Bye guys. (laughs) 